Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever or whenever you happen to be listening to this. Thank you for listening to the Sales for the Nigerian Wedding Industry podcast. I'm your host, Abuja-based event and wedding photographer, Tavishima Ayede. Since the podcast began last year in late February, mid to late February, we've said an awful lot here about having a questioning framework and things of that nature. But it occurs to me that I haven't actually discussed any specific examples apart from the questioning frameworks that we've looked at in the last uh, two or three episodes. That's the um, <clears throat> the uh, band framework, that's um, budget, authority, need, and timelines, and then the, um, which other framework have we looked at? Okay, we've looked at spin, and we've also looked at, uh, gosh, I can't remember, I think we've looked at three or four questioning frameworks um, so far. So, beyond the um, overarching view of what a framework is, we haven't gone into specifics of any actual frameworks that are um, out there. So, while I was fooling around with my some of my material, I came across something that I used um, that I had a look at because I wanted to use it to model something to take with me for the Hilton um, Wedding Fair, which held in November of last year, 2020. And uh, when I came across it, I just figured, oh, fantastic. I think this is a perfect um, flesh and bone example of what um, a questioning process uh, should be. So you have the framework in mind, which is your true north, which has your north, south, east and west. Basically, it has the main things that you have to hit or where you are going towards with all the questions. But then again, you also need to have the nitty-gritty, the actual questions, question number one, number two, number three, number four, and on and on that you have to ask when you're with the um, customer. And so I realized that I haven't been doing you guys um, a good service. That's for those of you who are wedding industry professionals, because a lot of us actually do have uh, some questions that we run clients with on a day-to-day, and uh, we do so quite routinely. The only problem is that uh, for most of us, this process that we run through, which is typically called a client questionnaire, um, at least people in the um, wedding planning space use client questionnaires. Wedding photographers also use um, client questionnaires and shortlists and things like things of that nature. Um, so you will find that most people, well, I don't know if MCs have client questionnaires that they run people through. So we actually do have these sorts of things, but they do need to be, um, put within the context of an overarching framework, uh, that is coherent and that has clear goals that we are, uh, that we're heading to clear destinations that we're heading to. So I figured I would, uh, run through an example of a client questionnaire here. Uh, that I used for some research before Hilton Wedding Fair, like I mentioned. And it's from uh, boutiqueeventplanning.com. If I remember correctly, I think they're an American or maybe a UK um, outfit. And I can't remember why exactly I downloaded the um, questionnaire. But anyway, let's just um, run through here. So I have the script with me and I'm going to flip through and uh, we'll get an example of um, some of the information that... Uh, other people in our space, other professionals think are quite important to um, have on file. Now, a quick word before we begin. Remember that this is a client questionnaire for a wedding planning outfit. So because of that, 
the questions here are quite lengthy and they go on ad nauseum. That's because for wedding planners, with the scope of the service that they provide, they have to ask typically more questions than the rest of us. For wedding photographers, once we get the biological, sorry, the bio questions out of the way, you know, name, phone number, uh, what else? Uh, okay, age is not really that important. For the purpose of wedding photography, anyway. Uh, and then we get the um, logistics questions out of the way. You know, when for the pre-wedding shoot, where for the venue, um, how, you know, once we get, once, basically once we get through the bio questions and the logistic um, questions, I think wedding photographers, for the most part, at least Abuja wedding photographers, you know, think their job is done. Um, okay, yeah, so that's it. Uh, this is going to be quite lengthy. So now the client questionnaire that we have here from boutiqueeventplanning.com, we have space for the bride's name, first and last name, and for the groom's name, first and last name. Um, my own personal note, um, take, um, okay, let me say my own personal emphasis. Take note of how it is that they prefer to be addressed because sometimes people's um, given names uh, are not how they prefer to be addressed. So we need to take that um, uh, on board. Like one of my brides, uh, my recent brides, well, we didn't get to go ahead eventually. Um, I think her birth name is uh, Chi something. I can't remember. But everybody calls her, um, everybody calls her Ifi. So, you know, I called her Ifi, even though on the, um, on our first contact, it was the the given name, the formal name um, that she that she gave to me. Okay, so bride's name, the groom's name, and last name. The wedding date absolutely essential because that determines how you're going to go with the sales process. If they give you the wedding date, and obviously the wedding is in two weeks, then you know that you have a you need to have a um, hushed, a more urgent sales process than if the wedding date is six months away or maybe one year away, depending on what you do. For wedding photographers, six months away, I guess, isn't a sprint. But for wedding planners, I guess six months away means you guys have a lot of work to do and you have to um, push things through as quickly as possible. So, what else? Time of the wedding, style or theme of the wedding, how do you want to feel on your wedding day? That's a question that not just wedding planners should ask, but wedding photographers and videographers need to know as well. Because for the uh, photography and videography is going to tie into the uh, post-production work that you're going to do, uh, what color palettes that you use um, in uh, color correction, color editing, um, stuff like that, what color of lighting gels you're going to use, uh, things of that nature. I think you... Um, pyrotechnic people and lighting people also need to take that into effect. Uh, what's the color temperature of the lighting that you're going to use, things like that. And of course, guests, number of guests, um, not really relevant for we wedding photographers, but for you wedding planners, you guys need to know how many guests you are expecting because that is going to tie into um, the budget for alcohol feeding and stuff like that. Then, uh, okay, a question that I have here, are you a do-it-yourself um, bride. I guess for wedding planners that is um, important because that's going to determine the scope of your services and how much leeway you will have, how much authority and how much leeway you're going to have in getting stuff done. Uh, I must confess until I came across this questionnaire I didn't realize that it, it actually is a question that wedding photographers should be asking um, 
as well because it determines how we hmm, it determines the the quality or the extent of the reportage that we're going to be able to get at the end of the day so if a bride is a do-it-yourself bride she's going to spend a lot of time darting between uncles aunties planners and what have you and you're going to have limited options for uh, the spontaneous candid stuff if you're a wedding photographer like me who likes this sort of things and even if you're the fellow who likes the more staged kind of um, photos you actually need the bride to be there not sweating and happy and calm enough to be able to take directions so that you can set up and stage that perfect picture that you are looking for so Wedding photographers should also ask these kind of questions ahead of time because then you know how you're going to plan um, uh, plan the the shoot on the day. And you'll also be able to best advise them as to what is uh, practical and what it is that you can accomplish. Because there are some brides that insist that they want everybody to be in the wedding album, brothers, sisters, and what have you. But if they are insisting that they're going to be a DIY uh, they're going to have a DIY approach to the wedding, then that would give you room to be able to advise them early on in the process, like I did for one wedding two years ago. I had to be upfront with them that, okay, you guys are not using a wedding planner. You guys are going DIY on this. So just know that your family members, not all family members are going to show up in the album. And of course, we're like, oh, what do you mean? And I was like, look, I'm just being practical here. Your brother is most likely going to have hassles around parking and making sure that nobody pilfers the drinks. So bottom line, your brother is not going to be in that hall. Or if he's going to be in the hall, he's going to be there for a limited number of time. I say, well, he's my only brother, this, that, 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 that. And yeah, well, you know, I'm just letting you know. If you guys are going to DIY this, he is not going to be around on the wedding day and he's not going to be in the book. Same thing with your uh twin sister you know yeah she's the light of your life and everything but she's going to want everything to be smooth and perfect so she's going to be behind the scenes all the time ushers caterers um service personnel things like that so she's not going to be in the photos and i guess she underestimated the nature of the challenge that i put before her but at the end of the day that's how the wedding turned out to be pretty much parents missing brother missing Twin sister missing, cousins missing, you know, and for good reason. Because you have um, guests that have come from out of town and you don't want um, any embarrassment. And so her whole family was on deck to make sure that things were running smoothly and uh, there wasn't any embarrassment uh, anywhere. And so because of that, they were missing um, from the wedding. So, yeah, these kinds of questions are not just handy for... Um, wedding planners trying to find out if the bride is a DIY uh, bride but wedding photographers ask that as well because it determines what kind of footage you're going to get on the day and uh, how okay so in this questionnaire we're, they also have questions on whether you've selected the uh, ceremony venue the reception venue um, what else names and address of the venue uh, what kind of um, location for the event, you know, church, hall, beach, hotel, resort, restaurant, indoor hall, blah, blah, blah. Um, let's see. Okay, we've gone through location questions. I'm trying to flip through a whole lot of this because we have loads of questions here. Like I mentioned, this is a wedding planning client questionnaire, so they have um, all sorts of things. 
And there's also the section where uh, the bride is supposed to take off the vendors that she has already selected and uh, outstanding areas and where she would like um, help with for obvious reasons because the wedding planner's job also, well, I think also extends to uh, those sorts of things as well. That's sourcing the vendors and then vendor relations and uh, things of that nature. And let me flip on quickly. So let's get to the end of this because I think we're pushing 15 minutes already. Let's see what else. Okay, then they also have some logistic questions in there about who is going to set up what as what parts of the ceremony, you know, chairs, table covers, sachets, pew makers, aisle runners. On what an aisle runner is. Is that a person or a thing? Okay, flowers, lanterns, rose petals, etc. etc. And uh I see things like that. Okay, and then a section that applies to not just wedding photographers, sorry, wedding planners, but photographers as well and videographers. That's the question on the wedding party. So basically who's going to be available. It's not a question I've asked in the past. I've just always assumed that family members are going to be there. And then on the day I start hunting for family members. But I think wedding photographers, I think we should make it a good habit of asking the question up front, who is going to be there? And then you know what it is to plan for. Because at one wedding, I got um, blindsided. A special auntie who was there, who had helped the bride, I think stopped her from drowning, was going to be there and honored. And um, it's not something that I was aware of ahead of time. But anyway, since I don't slack off and I do things pretty much live anyway, um, uh, even though I was blindsided, it wasn't a problem. I was able to get the um, footage that I needed. But for videographers, for instance, who don't have much flexibility about how you can quickly move from one end of the hall to another, it would be nice for the wedding um, video crew to know some of these details uh, ahead of time. I think the MC would also need to know some of these things. For the part for uh, welcoming guests and saying who are the notable people uh, that are present. So there's a section here in the questionnaire, uh, the wedding party, you know, uh, starting with um, grandparents, the bride's grandparents, groom's grandparents, mother of the bride, mother of the groom. This question is absolutely important. Uh, father of the bride and groom. Let's see, who else? Then the others that were used to, maid of honor, bridesmaids, best man, groomsmen, flower girls, blah, 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 blah. And here is one question that I ask from time to time, but I think I should make a staple and I'm glad it's here, so I'll share with you guys. Especially in the Nigerian context, this is absolutely essential. Are there any family challenges? For example, divorced parents, one side of the family much larger than the other, budget conflict, physical challenges, deceased relatives, etc. that you would like to um, honor or avoid. And then there's a space there for please explain. So, um, uh, let me not assume that it's self-explanatory. So for the wedding planner, you need to know all these things. But for the photographers, you need to know about these things as well because I have run into problems in the past because I haven't asked questions about family challenges. And then at the end of the day, it's like, oh, her family showed more than my family, blah, blah, blah. And then there's that um, argument, which is not really a problem for me these days because I leave the selection to be up, um, the photo selection for the album to be, um, I let the couple do that uh, these days. But I have run into these problems in the past. And um, for family challenges, I also like to include things, um, uh, things from the religious angle, because I've had one of those instances where um, the bride is from a pastor's family, the groom is not. You know, in fact, the groom was, uh, and his people were, how should I put it? Let's just say they were very uh, fit and funky core 
of people. Let's just put it that way. And of course, alcohol flowed freely at the wedding. And um, unbeknownst to me, it became an issue during the wedding and after the wedding. But of course, as a wedding photographer, what do you do? You take photos of everything that occurs on the day. So, of course, <clears throat> there happened to be photos of people with uh, bottles of alcohol and with the red cup and stuff like that. And yes, that did uh, become an issue. And so since then, I have learned to um, include that um, and do some of the questions that I ask, not at the beginning of the process, after I've collected the check, of course, or, or the deposit. These are some of the questions that I ask. Things about <clears throat> family challenges, religious dynamics, um, divorced parents, uh, size of the family, people you'd rather not have there because there are some people who insist that, look, I don't like this, my sister, and I don't want any photos of my sister at all. In the past, I've tried to talk through some of these things that, yeah, you guys are quarreling now, but, you know, your blood, things change, you never know. But now nah, I just don't get involved. So if Sister BC is not supposed to appear in any photo at all, then by all means, I make sure that Sister BC is not in any of the photos. Apart from situations where it can't be avoided, like if they say uh, it's now time for the Adeyemi family. Unfortunately, Sister BC is going to have to be there because she's Adeyemi family, even though you guys have been beefing for the last um, 10 years. So, um, yeah, okay, so let me move on from that. So, that's important, family challenges and uh, the whole family dynamic and religious, uh, all the dynamics and the... Uh, all the other subtext and context that we need to pay attention about too. Then there's also the section on addresses and let's see, um, alternative phone numbers. Okay, that's one that I do. I always make sure that I have the bride's younger sister's number or the bridesmaid. Same thing for the groom. And then let's see, what else? How did you hear about us? And blah, blah, blah. So the usual. So there's a whole lot more to this questionnaire. If uh, some of you would like to have a concrete look about it so you can make up your minds, um, it's boutiqueeventplanning.com forward slash client dash questionnaire. I guess if you just Google boutique event planning client questionnaire, it should um, come up. So um, if you notice, like I said, the client questionnaire, this particular one seems to be all over the place. And it seems to be a bit much for when you are meeting your client for the first time. To sit the client down and then to talk through a list of um, 50 questions it could be um, overwhelming. So that was the point that I was making at the beginning of the podcast, how even though, yes, we already have a questioning process for most of us wedding and event industry professionals, we already have a questioning process. We need to make sure that the process is concise and tailored towards something, and we need to have a framework that makes us move from step A to step B to step C. And if you look at this questionnaire, the questions seem to be all over the place, um, overwhelming, and not in a format that uh, would easily move the bride from step A to step B. So, um, rather than if first of all, if you had an idea of um, uh, if you had an idea of um, what your sales process was going to be like, it would be possible for you to take these um, list of questions here, um, however many they were, and split them in into chunks. And some questions would be much more suitable when you're meeting them for the first time, like all those bio questions, you know, name, phone number, um, addresses, blah, 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 blah. And uh, some of those family dynamics that we mentioned towards the end could have been picked up early in the process, I guess. I mean, in the first set of conversations. But basically, there's some of these questions that could be could have been asked uh, quite handily at the beginning of the relationship, some in the middle, and then some towards the end when we're... Uh, 
running towards the wedding at breakneck speed, you know, because things are happening, you know, in two weeks' time and uh, on and on. So the bottom line is, um, as you listen to this podcast or do whatever other studying out there that you're doing, just have that at the, the back of your mind. So it's not just that you have a list of 50 questions that you must ask because they give you all the information to close the deal and to deliver an um, adequate quote. But the questions have to be um, concise. They have to be within a clear framework so that it guides you and also it shows the bride, uh, sorry, it guides the bride as well and also shows them that you are being uh, methodical about um, you're being methodical about the whole thing and walking them through a very neat process from A to B to C to a beautiful wedding at the end of the day. So that's the reason why I spend quite a great deal on uh, this whole thing of um, having a questioning framework and what the philosophy is behind it. So the philosophy at the end of the day, if you take whatever philosophy that catches your fancy that you've heard either from here or other sources, you find that you can take it to a list of, let's say, 70 questions you have and then find that at the end of the day, you only need to ask maybe 10 or 12. So, uh, yeah, so that's it. Client questionnaires, questioning frameworks, all these sorts of things, absolutely important. And I hope that uh, for you wedding industry and event professionals listening to this, that you do have these things um, on hand and that you haven't abandoned the practice. Because in the beginning, I wouldn't do anything without my um, client questionnaire. But after a while, I got sloppy and I just, I don't know, I just let it go until I started looking into... Um, sales as a science and as a discipline and I realized that these sorts of things are essential. Only ditch your questionnaire after these things have become second nature. As in if someone wakes you up late at night you can do it in your sleep the questions come back to you so after your questionnaire or your framework when it becomes part and parcel of you it flows through um when it flows through your blood i mean when it gets to that point where you have internalized it then you can ditch the actual paper but in the beginning for those of you newbies who are just starting out please keep uh this thing written and visible at all times to guide you in the uh, customer conversation so thank you very much for listening to the Sales for the Nigerian Wedding Industry podcast. I'm your host, Abuja-based event and wedding photographer, Tavishima Ayede. I'll do my best to make sure that no future episodes do get as long as 20 minutes. So thank you very much, guys, for listening. I'll catch you on the next recording.